Lord, good morning. Thank you for this foggy Thursday morning that you've blessed us with. And um, just ask you again to help us uh, as we start our day. And we've got a full plate of things to do that we um, this morning just help, help us recalibrate to what's important, um, which is to hear you um, and to see you clearer today. And I just thank you for Justin, for his leadership. Um, I ask your Holy Spirit again to speak through Justin to us, words that are helping to equip us, encourage us for today. And uh, we thank you in advance. Uh, use us how you would today, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We love you. Amen. Justin, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning uh, to the tribe. Always good to be in uh, community with you guys and hear your hearts and your passions. It's a, a, a gift. So <clears throat> I was kind of contemplating what to, what to share today. Uh, I imagine this will be uh, old news to you guys, but it's something that's helpful to me. When I think about my life and I think about, man, what are like some of the worst sins I could commit? Like what are, you know, in God's eye, what, what's like some of the worst things mm. I could right? When I think about that, right? And, you know, I could, you know, pick up a gun and murder a bunch of people. That'd be a pretty terrible thing. Or I could yeah. go cheat on my wife, you know, and I think we'd probably all be like, yeah, that would be pretty bad, right? But God, and I think those things are, would be bad. But God has a very fascinating measuring stick on some of the worst sins, or potentially maybe even one of the worst sins. One he really, really despises here in scripture. And I'm actually going to just start us off in the beginning of the story uh, in the garden. And you've got Adam and Eve in the garden. We're very, I, most of us, I assume, are familiar with this story. And you've got Adam there. Um, God has given Adam this command about the tree. And you watch this whole story unfold with Eve and the serpent. And it's a really fascinating thing of what happens, <clears throat> right, this. And it says, basically, I'll pick it up in 3.6. It says, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it had a pleasing appearance, and the tree was desirable for making one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. Mm. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then their eyes of both of them were opened. Mm. Uh, and then it goes on a little bit later, and then when he's dealing with Adam, he says, <clears throat> to Adam, he said, because you listened to what your wife said and ate from the tree about which I gave you the order. You are not to eat from it. The Ooh. ground is going to be cursed and you will toil your life. So a super fascinating look at that story is, you know, God gave that command to Adam mm -hmm. and it was his responsibility to steward that command. And he sat next to his wife, Eve, passively while this whole thing went down and then just followed her right in this thing. And it's really fascinating if you ask people when, when the fall happened or when things actually broke. And most people would just say, oh, well, it was Eve. It was Eve. You know, Eve messed up, right? But if you read this story carefully, it was actually Adam. It was Adam who was given the command. Adam who stood passively and just watched this thing go down and then followed his wife afterwards. And he actually holds Adam responsible. So I gave you this command. You did not listen, and you ended up following your wife. And that is a, a really scary thing for me as a man. Uh, Adam's sin wasn't outward violence or 
pornography or whatever we would say would be not a good thing to do. His sin right there was just being passive. <laughs> he wow. was afraid in that moment and did nothing. <laughs> and that was a big deal in how the world shaped itself. And again, this story, as it often does, repeats itself. And I'll just give another example in scripture here. Uh, and it says, now Sarah's wife, Abraham, or Abraham's wife, Sarah, not born him a child, but she had an Egyptian slave girl named Hagar. So Sarah said to Abraham, here now the Lord has kept me from having children. So go in and sleep with my slave girl. Maybe I'll be able to have children through her. And Abraham listened to what Sarah said. <clears throat> Another epic turning point in the story where a man was passive and kind of following his wife here. And the consequences were tremendous that we're actually still dealing with today. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the warring nations between Isaac and Ishmael and the story that's continuing to play out in the Middle East today. And you see a man be passive and he was yeah. afraid. And that happened a few more times to Abraham, uh, where he was afraid and he didn't speak the truth and he would lie and get into trouble. And uh, to kind of put another capstone on this here, just so we know it's in the New Testament as much as it is in the Old Testament. One of the things God just despises, and it's the parable of the talents, and I want to read it because I think it's uh, <clears throat> worth wrestling with the consequences of it all. For it'll be like a man about to leave home for a while who entrusted possessions to his servants. To one he gave five talents, equivalent to a hundred years wages, to another two talents, and to another one talent, to each according his ability, then he left. The one, the one who had received five talents immediately went out, invested it, earned another five. Similarly, the one given two earned another two, but the one given one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned to settle accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward and bringing the other five said, sir, you gave me five talents here. I have made five more. His master said to him, excellent. You are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount. So I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come join in your master's happiness. Also, the one who had received two came forward and said, Sir, you gave me two talents here. I have made two more. His master said to him, Excellent. You are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount. So I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come and join in your master's happiness. Now the one who had received one talent came forward and said, I knew you were a hard man. You harvest where you didn't plant and gather where you didn't sow seed. I was afraid. So I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, take what belongs to you, you wicked and lazy servants, said mm -hmm. to his master. So you know, didn't know that I harvest where I have not planted and that I gather where I did not sow seed. And you should have deposited my money with the banker. So when I returned, I would at least have gotten back interest with my capital. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10. <clears throat> For everyone who has something will be given more so that he will have more than enough. But from anyone who has nothing, even when he does, he does have will be taken away. And for this worthless servant, throw him out in the dark where people will wail and grind teeth. Mm. 
But you see, even Jesus here is just hammering home this point to saying, you know, it was fear that was driving this servant. He, he didn't take that money and squander it on a prostitute or go to the casino. He was afraid and did nothing. And I think when we read the stories through scripture, God hates when we cave to fear. We're all afraid at times. Yeah. We hate when we cave to that fear. Yeah. We don't do what we're called to do. Uh, and that's a big order sin. And I think we sometimes minimize this sin of like, oh, I was kind of passive in that moment. I felt this prompting. I was supposed to speak up, but I didn't say anything. Mm. I was afraid. And we see in this, I mean, if you take the Bible literally, he's saying because this man was afraid, <laughs> he's, I'm throwing him into hell. I'm throwing him in the outer darkness where there's wailing and gnashing of the teeth. God cannot stand mm. if we are afraid and don't act and we are passive and don't speak up or act or whatever the prompting is the Lord has given me. I remember when I started wrestling with this, thinking fear is as big of a sin as if I went and committed adultery next week. You know, I, I like to think of it at that level. Like if I am afraid and hide, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the same as if I went and cheated on my wife this week. I, I like to think about it, that intensity. I mean, it seems to be described in scripture with such an intensity. Mm -hmm. It helps me motivate. I like thinking about how Jesus motivates us. He, motiv he knows we're afraid, so he's going to give us something to be more afraid of. <laughs> He says, there's a reward. I'll give you the reward and the consequences. He doesn't expect me to be naturally good. He goes, I know you're going to be afraid, but I'll give you something more to be afraid of. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I, that actually motivates me. I don't want to be thrown into the outer darkness where there's wailing mm -hmm. and gnashing. I think I'd much rather have my join in my master's happiness <clears throat> and be a part of that. And I remember when I started wrestling with this, there was this time, it was a Friday afternoon. It was a beautiful fall. Evening, my wife had texted me and said, happy hour is about to start. I had just finished this project I needed to finish early, which almost never happens. I walk out onto the front porch and on the street was a group of teenage boys and a middle-aged woman in this uh, crazy kind of like verbal assault. They're screaming and yelling at each other and this thing. And I said, oh Lord, I just want to go home. And I felt the prompt from God say, do not just walk away from this and get in your car and drive it away. And I said, oh man, I was just so bummed. And, uh, and I just said, okay, God, if you're gonna get me involved in this, you need to give me some ideas, throw me a bone on how to handle this thing. So I started walking towards this group of people and I just said, hey guys, just so you know, the, the police are on their way. I just made that up. I don't know why I said that. I <laughs> and all the teenagers looked at me, you know, this thing, and they were all angry. And they said, hey, thanks, man, thanks. And they just started walking away. And I was like, okay, good, you know. And I went up to this middle-aged lady who was just screaming and yelling in this tyrant and said, are you okay? And she went on for a little bit and I said, no, 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 I, I want to pray for you right now. She said, no, no, no. I said, no, no, I, I want you just to receive for a moment. And then her whole anger and disposition stopped. And she was a neighbor to one of my rental properties. Uh, and I prayed for her and, uh, you know, she had a hard life and hard things she was dealing with and the situation was a mess, you know, anyways, but I knew that I, getting in that car and driving away because I was afraid would have been a big sin in God's eyes. Mm. Uh, and there's many other times in my life, there's many times <clears throat> I have been afraid and thank God for God's grace in those moments that I didn't speak up when I should have. Mm. Uh, but there was another situation recently I just went through that was, I was sitting down with a pastor of a big church, not from this city. Uh, and he was telling me about his life and his day and how things worked and, uh, got thousands of people come to his church or whatever. And he was telling me about his secretary and how they shared an office together. And, and I was sitting there going, man, this doesn't seem right to me. Mm -hmm. You know, someone he discipled younger, 
And I was like, this doesn't feel good to me. And I go, but who am I? I'm just this outsider. What, what right do I have to say anything? Mm-hmm. And then fast forward a couple of months later, I was in another meeting where I heard what I had feared happened. Yeah. And the church went down and pain and suffering, families destroyed. And I was like, and I got in my car that night and I had such a pain in my heart. I know mm-hmm. God has put this pain in me that was, I was so broken that I was passive in that moment and didn't speak mm-hmm. up. And I said, at that moment, that God sometimes puts pain in our lives, so I don't ever forget. I don't ever want to go back to that point where mm-hmm. I felt such a gut check of my passivity. Mm-hmm. And when I met with this guy again, and he was kind of on the fence of which way do I go? And I said, I'm not going to miss this opportunity this time. And I had a real heart to heart with him. And I said, you just picture your daughter and whatever your greatest fear is of what she's going to be like 10 years from now. You walk down this path of darkness. This is what she's going to be, you know. Mm. And uh, thankfully, this guy is choosing his family and his things now and is rebuilding his life, you know. But these moments where we as leaders, we have such weight that we carry that God has given us more than one talent, right? Many of us, many of you guys probably given me one talent, probably given a lot of you guys two talents or some of you even five talents. Mm-hmm. He's really calling us not to be passive and not to be the nice guy, not to not ruffle feathers or not whatever it is the Lord is putting on our heart. We can each ask ourselves the question is what are we afraid of? Mm-hmm. What are we afraid of doing? That fear that runs deep within us. And Jesus has given us that beautiful picture of, hey, do you want to enjoy He's going to come back and not be okay. I say, well, I was scared. It's not going to be an acceptable excuse for yeah. Jesus. He's not going to take that. We can't say that we have to walk. He can, we can tell him we're scared, but we got to walk forward in that, in that fear. Uh, and that tends to be super, super helpful for me when I'm looking through the choices I need to make in my life. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's a big sin for me yeah. to walk. Good, that's Justin. what I got for us this morning, Jerry. Justin, just, that's good. And again, it's it's very convicting. As leaders, we learn, I learn how, as a leader, I have learned how to project confidence. Like the, the false bravado, like I've learned how to look confident. And many times, many, many times, I'm not. I'm fearful. Um, I project that I've got it, and I really don't got it. And um, so I find this, I find this very encouraging and challenging. Don Patton talks about holy hunches. And unfortunately, I've had many experiences similar to yours where I've had holy hunches to speak up and I'm like, gosh, this isn't my place. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's probably, it's probably just my thought. It's probably not the Holy Spirit. And then come to find out that there was, you know, that the Holy Spirit was in fact prompting me to speak. And And so as a leader, we don't, you know, we've learned also, you know, not to beat ourselves up all the time, right? So I don't receive this message this morning as like uh, debilitating um, or, or painful in the sense of oppression, oppression, but I do find it as challenge that as leaders, you're right. I need to speak up and stand up uh, when the Holy Spirit prompts me right? Not me, but the Holy Spirit saying, Jerry, stand up and speak up to listen to his voice and then to have the courage to do so. So will you, uh, will you pray it? Well, pray for all of us, um, but that, that we would be um, today, that we would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and that he would uh, speak to us uh, with some clarity and that we would hear him and that we would have courage, Justin. 
Yeah, Lord, we just, we bless your holy name, God, for who you are and the words of the Bible that we've been hearing about on this podcast are so good and rich and true and inspiring for us. And we thank you for your stories that tell us what you care about. And I just pray that we, I know all of us, as Jerry said, will be afraid. We are fearful creatures, Lord, but I pray we walk in obedience, knowing that you have a reward for us to join in with your happiness. Uh, and we just bless each of us, God, with that faith to walk when we are afraid. In Jesus' yeah. name, amen. Amen. Well done, Justin. Love you guys. Have a great day.